Hi, listeners. We're excited to share this sneak peek at our new Spotify original from Parcast, Scotland Yard Confidential. It's an exclusive clip from our first episode. So if you enjoy it and want to hear more, follow Scotland Yard Confidential for free and only on Spotify. It's the morning of June the 30th, 1910, in London, England. In the city of Westminster, lamplighters busy themselves extinguishing streetlights as the city comes to life. Men in bowler hats and three-piece suits briskly walk down the cobbles on their way to work, while women stroll in pairs, opening umbrellas as a light rain begins to fall. A thick layer of smog, pumped out by nearby factories, looms above the city obscuring the already cloudy sky. The scene is watched over by Detective Chief Inspector Walter Dew from his office in Scotland Yard. It's a marvel how much the city had changed in the three decades since he joined the force. The roads, once dominated by horse-drawn carriages, are now peppered with automobiles, which whiz down the streets at speeds that make him uncomfortable. On the pavement, he spots ladies dressed all in white, holding signs which read, Votes for Women. Soon, the lamplighter he now sees snuff out the street light directly below him will be out of business, as incandescent lights are quickly replacing gas lamps throughout the city. Dew can't help but think that perhaps London is moving on without him, and it's time for him to do the same by retiring. Little does he know that these new technologies will be vital in solving the biggest case of his career. The detective looks good for his 47 years. His sturdy frame still stands tall and firm, showing no signs of weakness. His face, framed by dark salt and pepper hair and accented by a prominent moustache, is still handsome this job tends to wear on people from the inside. Detective Dew's bright, kind eyes have seen horrors that no human should have to witness. He is still haunted by the gruesome scenes he saw in Whitechapel exactly 20 years ago, when he first found himself on the trail of the man who became known as Jack the Ripper. For him, his inability to catch the killer and make them pay for what they did to those poor women is the greatest failure of his career. Maybe, he muses, he can leave it all behind, all the darkness and death, and start a new life with his beloved wife somewhere far away from the city that has taken so much from him. Fate, however, has other plans for Detective Dew. Suddenly his reverie is broken by the sound of knocking on his office door. It's a secretary telling him that Superintendent Frank Castle Fröst wishes to see him. Dew follows her to Fröst's office, where he is introduced to John and Lillian Nash. John is a local theatre manager, and his wife, Lillian, is a musical artist. They've come to Scotland Yard with concerns about their dear friend, Cora Crippen. Cora is also a singer. Like the couple, she's a member of the Music Hall Ladies Guild, a charitable organization that supports female performers who have fallen on hard times. The Nashes explain 
that they had just returned from an American tour and received the shocking news that Cora was dead. Her husband, a dentist named Dr. Hawley Harvey Crippen, told them she'd succumbed to pneumonia while traveling, but something about his story did not sit well with them. Our friend said she had gone suddenly to America without a word of goodbye to any of them. Mrs. Nash begins, shaking her head. Detective Jew can't help but be a bit distracted by the large ostrich feather hat perched atop her dark, curly hair. Naturally, we were upset. I went to see Dr. Crippen. He told me the same story. But there was something about him I didn't like, she continues, narrowing her eyes. Very soon after his wife's death, Dr. Crippen was openly going about with his typist, a girl called Ethel Lenev. After the Nashes finish their story, Detective Jew sits silently for a moment, going over everything he's just heard. He's fairly nonplussed. Most of what they've said can easily be explained away as a misunderstanding. These bohemian types have a flair for the dramatic after all. It appears they're more outraged by Dr. Crippen's indecency than suspicious he may have harmed his late wife. Still, he admits, the matter needs clearing up. He agrees to begin an initial inquiry. It will be an easy case, he assures himself. He'll ask a few questions, and in a matter of days, the Nash's concerns will prove to be unfounded. What Detective Dew does not know is that he is about to embark on one of the most significant cases of his career, one that he will later describe as the most intriguing murder mystery of the century. His wits will be tested, his movements scrutinized by the press as the whole world is consumed by one question. What happened to Cora Crippen? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this clip and want to finish the episode, be sure to follow Scotland Yard Confidential free and only on Spotify.